it, it's Genesee Light, though, right? It's not Jenny Cream Ale. Gen- I tend to buy Jenny Light, yes. Okay. Jenny Cream Ale is, like, one of the worst beers I've ever had in my life. The worst beer I've ever had in my life, and I feel bad saying this because of, you know, local brewery stuff, is Forgotten Boardwalk Funnel Cake, which is, like, a super sweet cream ale. Sounds horrific. It's awful. My brother-in-law had it once, and he was like, oh, do you want to try this? And I was like, I've had that before. It was the worst beer I've ever had. And then he just took one sip, and he's just like, oh, God. And he, like, tried to finish, and you could just see him <laughs> struggling to finish this god-awful beer. Howdy, it's Tuesday, September 15th, 2020, and this is episode 134 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Leeds United. They're pretty good. Are they? What's what's their record? Uh, they lost to Liverpool, but they gave them a hell of a game. So so they haven't won. They, no, ha- they haven't don't won. have a point. No points? No points. Mm, yep. Sounds like they're pretty good. <laughs> what is it? Two games? They've only played one. Oh, one. Yeah, well. They played Liverpool, man. But your futures bet is looking good. It is looking good. I've made a bet. Ten whole dollars on my boy Patrick Bamford to be the leading scorer of Leeds United at plus 300. I still could never have been more disappointed to you as you had your one moment to impress a bunch of random English guys that were in the Piccadilly and you did not take it. Yeah. It was like the Leeds United fan club decided to come to Atlantic City for no reason whatsoever and you saw them. It didn't make you move. It did not. I mean, I saw them on the boardwalk later and, and said something. Hmm. I was not there, so I cannot confirm that. Yeah, that's that, true. So. Press of Atlantic City's Nicholas Huba posted something about being interested in Leeds United because of Marcelo Bielsa, the coach of Leeds United. And then I interacted with him and then outed myself as a totally fake new fan. And then that ended the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. Anyways. It was, a, it was a view of what could have been if you tried to interact with those guys. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, that's why I just start everything with like, oh, yeah, I was born there. I have the ultimate claim mm. to fandom. Um, Dave thought I was going to talk about the Capitals hiring a coach, so I just couldn't do that because that was Yeah, he, that would... he's texted and reached out to me like five times about this, and I don't know why he thinks we're talking about that on the podcast. I actually don't really care about that hire. I think it's the most meh hire possible. But But I've been told I must call you Stone Gold Craig. Hey, I'm still Diamond <laughs> for now. Anyway, uh, so 1934, I did a little research before the episode and found a couple things. I did not. One is, <laughs> that's true, that the new train station called Union Station in Atlantic City was built, which was torn down at like 1995 or something like that. It appears that it is where the outlets are now, judging by the pictures that I saw online. Looked like a very generic train and bus station. Don't know. Don't have much more else to say, but... It just got torn down in the 90s, so I'm sure some of our listeners have seen it and or possibly taken a train or bus there. How much money did Nucky Thompson get kicked? Not sorry, Nucky Johnson, the real person, get kicked back to him from the construction of this train station? Enough. Enough. (laughs) Probably a lot. But more importantly, I found an incredible magazine from 1934, the Atlantic City Pictorial. I feel like all all our best stuff comes from just random magazine articles from this era. 
I mean, this this magazine, which, you know, hopefully Craig will deem worthy enough to link to since I found it instead of him. Oh, you weren't you just know. saying compliments of Steel Pier because oh, no, no. you were joking. It says that on the cover of the magazine. Yes, yes. In case there's any doubt. Yes. Came with a free uh, Steel Pier ticket, I believe, which, you know, saved you a dollar fifty or whatever. I don't, I don't hey. know. Just, just a brief reading from it. This is talking about Miss Springtime on Parade. Miss Springtime, with decorative corsage, perks her new chapeau at bewitching angle, adjusts a jaunty flair of the spick and span tilor, and prepares to swing along through the jubilant throngs with modish flutter. The 1934 continuous procession, which starts very soon after the Easter sunrise and lasts through the day past midnight, will again be the nation's leading news event of the day. Just in case you thought, you know, we've we've traveled too far into the uh, future to not get pros like that, well, you were wrong. Apparently 1934 still liked it really heavy on like the flowery adjectives. Oh, that's I'm, it's good. I'm going to be sad when we start to get to like very journalistic, short, like terse, just like short sentences, short paragraphs. I know. Because it's got to be soon, right? Like, oh, yeah. Like, they didn't talk like this in the 50s, right? I feel like they didn't talk like this in the 30s either, but apparently <laughs> they did. Yeah, I wonder when that changed. Maybe never for Atlantic City. Like, maybe just Atlantic City. Atlantic <laughs> yeah, City is like baseball writing where it took you know a really long like there are a lot of cliche things in american whatever language that come from baseball sports writing from like the 1920s and so it would be great if the Atlantic city just sticks with that until you know like the 80s or something yeah maybe 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 everybody got really sad in like the 70s and then it stopped (laughs) there was no more miss springtime on parade i know Uh, another amazing thing about this magazine is that it has like pictures of all the hotels you can stay in and they're like you know oh like look at beautiful Chalfontaine Haddon Hall or uh you know whatever the Traymore yeah the, the Traymore the Claridge like oh brand new like so gorgeous like you've never seen anything more beautiful and then there's a, at the end there's a picture of the dentist and they're like you can stay in the dentist it's charming <laughs> there's definite charm in this delightful yeah. seashore setting I mean, because you have to figure it was like 50 years old already at that point or whatever, right? It's like obviously like a piece of shit. And like, little do you know, like of all these hotels, which one is still standing in it's, 2020? Yeah. I mean, it's just weird to look at it because you look at it it's like it's valleys. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, the Claridge also, like when you look at it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's Claridge. It's exactly the same. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, there's not as much around it as there should be. Right. But yes, the dentist, you're just like, sure is the dentist. I mean, even the Chalfante Haddon Hall is like, that's resorts. Uh-huh. Although now it's painted white. But man, some of the pictures, like the inside Boardwalk Hall stuff, like just awesome. I know, just spectacular. Really? I mean, because it looks so shitty on the outside now, the Boardwalk Hall. It's like very dreary. But in these black and white pictures, looks awesome. I'll link to it. Approval, stamp of approval, done. For me, and I, I know I sent you this this picture separately, but nothing looks more spectacular than Marlboro Blenheim. Just like, mm, so good. The picture I sent you on GChat, I think, was from like 1906, but like, it blows my mind even in 2020 that something can look as amazing as that. It does look good. They did call it the Blenheim in the most recent episode of Portal Empire. Oh. So maybe we were wrong this whole time, but why would we have ever heard how it was said? Hmm? Marlboro Blenheim. I've always wondered, like, that seems like it's pronounced in some weird way. That does seem weird. It is like, why do Dorchester and Worcester not rhyme? When yes. you look at those words, you're like, <laughs> never have two words ever rhyme more than these two. But no. <laughs> True. <laughs> anyway, so what happened with uh, smoking in Atlantic City? Oh, they were going to last smoking. Can I uh, go smoke at the casinos? 
Sure. No, uh, you could maybe for a few minutes. And then the governor was like, wait a minute. No, uh, did I say smoking? No, cancel that. I know you've already opened, but here is an executive order saying you cannot actually smoke. So yeah, that came down Friday after the casinos opened, Friday two weeks ago. So whatever that was, the 4th, September 4th. Well, I mean, let's let's be clear, you know. The casinos never yes. really closed, but Sorry. sure, not the casinos opened after <laughs> after, after indoor dining. The rule and... said that it could, could that they could start. It got quickly stopped again. So theoretically, it was allowed since like midnight that day, right? I would six a.m. I think was yeah uh, six a.m. and it was like nine or ten a.m. that they're like whoa 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 whoa. Uh, yeah, I think it was actually maybe even later than that, but that, that was interesting. So I I kind of was like my reaction to it was just like seriously, and not because I actually care about smoking on the casino floor, but. More just like the last minute change again, because we previously had the last minute change with casinos can open with indoor with dining. Indoor dining. And it was like just yeah. kidding, not no indoor dining. And that was with like two days notice. And this was with like negative five or six hours notice. So my guess is that the smoking thing just made it too easy to keep your mask off. Like you could kind of just be like, no, I'm smoking. Have a cigarette in your mouth yeah. all the time <laughs> right. without and, actually smoking. Uh, and yeah, and then you, you kind of never have to have the mask on. But so the rule is you have to wear your mask anytime you're not actively eating or drinking. If you're on the casino floor or walking around around about, you actually can't walk around with your drink. That's the rule. You have to be like sitting. You have to keep your drink in one place. You can only have a drink if it's been delivered by a server on the casino floor. Uh, you can't go like, you know, buy a beer at the, the Borgata store and, and wander around with it. Although, you know, who's enforcing that? Seems like a lot of rules. Who knows how strictly it's being enforced. But yeah, the new rule is the masks can only come off for drinking on the casino floor. Any thoughts? Deal breaker. Not going back to the casino now. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I can see both sides of it, frankly. I mean, I would be annoyed if I were the casinos or a smoker who really wanted to go to the casinos. But I don't know. It's, it's such a kind of a gray area now i think especially given like how low the infection rates are in in new jersey in the journal area no strong feelings either way yeah i i reacted to the to the news post in facebook in our facebook group with like a guy smacking his forehead and i was like oh i wonder if people are gonna think that i'm really like you know into the smoking of course the because the rollout was ridiculous right but yeah no it's more about like yeah just the way it's been handled it's been ridiculous yeah and... it's been but that's been horrible i mean like the governor couldn't have done a worse job with implementing this or whatever yeah i mean regardless of, of whether you think that the measures are too strict or not strict enough like this is not the way to do it yeah 100 <laughs> percent. like think about this more than a few hours ahead of time please that's all i ask indeed i mean we're, we're kind of dealing with the same thing here with our governor he basically recently demanded that all the schools reopen but it was after like the start date for half the schools so <laughs> like i agree maybe with the premise and i think maybe the data backs it up but like there's no reason he couldn't have said it like a month before that or whatever yep like are we just every time we get something some restrictions loosened are we just going to be waiting until even after they get loosened for the announcement of like just kidding no you can't actually do that it's got to be nerve-wracking if you're managing these places i mean it's been a mess it's been a mess no, it hasn't been well well handled by the state of New Jersey. Yeah. Want to talk about some ticket in, ticket out? Oh, yeah. So it seems like there's been a bunch of changes and every casino is doing this a little bit differently in terms of, you know, there's a national chain shortage right now around the country. And so all the casinos have been handling how the, uh, I don't know, what are these machines called? The change machines that sure. also take slot vouchers and give you money. How they handle uh, change. Ticket redemption machine. Yes, Thank you. The ticket redemptions for with change they may or may not have. So it seems like right now the Borg is rounding up 
to the nearest quarter. So if you put in a ticket for like, you know, $12 and 13 cents, you'll get 12 and a quarter back out. It sounds like Golden Nugget is giving exact change. Hera is giving bills only and forcing you to go to the cage with like a seven cent voucher if you really want your seven cents. Uh, it sounds like Ocean's the same. So yeah, a lot of people in the Facebook group have been saying like, just go spend your last seven cents on an actual penny machine. And that's how you can take care of your seven cent voucher you're going to get at the end. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming people are either dishing these vouchers or making very long lines at the cage. I'm assuming the lines at the cage are longer because people have to take tickets there. But yep. Uh, yeah, I always just find a penny machine, like one of the old machines that you can play one line, one penny, and I'll just figure out whatever it is I can get to the dollar and do that. Um, I've never, I don't think I've ever actually had it help me up to the dollar, mm-hmm. like up to the next dollar. One thing that every slot machine should have is that like wager saver feature. Yeah. Where if you get down to below a single bet, so if you get, if it's, you know, 30 cents is the minimum bet, you get down to 17 cents, it gives, it spins a wheel and gives you 17 out of 30 chance. To get a full bet. Yeah. To get a full bet. It is good. I mean, the other thing, we've seen this in Vegas. Uh, I guess you were not out there in Vegas last time. Is like Cosmo and I think a couple other places. They give you the option to not even take the change, but to donate it to some charity. Mm-hmm. And so I think you can even like pick the charity in the interface. But because I don't ever want the change, like I end up losing it or leaving it on the desk in the hotel room or whatever. But yeah, no, no one wants that. Only thing I want is quarters for Pygo. That's true. That's a good point. But I'm assuming with all this stuff, it's probably like pretty fluid even from property to property, depending on what change they happen to have on hand in the machines at the time. So, you know, just because Borgata was rounding up four or five days ago doesn't mean they're rounding up right now. Just because Golden Nugget was giving exact change two weeks ago and somebody reported that doesn't mean they're giving exact change now. So it's just something to be aware of when you go to the casino. Mm-hmm. I love my penny machines, though. Any excuse to play a true penny machine... One oh, yeah, line, you just walk right up bet. and do one line. It's, it's so good. I mean, that's what all those old, like, you know, I don't think seal the deal. I think that's too new. I think that was a 30 cent minimum. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, those are great. So I know we talked briefly last time about uh, the Ocean and Borgata, you know, lawsuit going on. It sounds like the Ocean exec who stole the Borgata phone has to give it back. I mean, I know a lot of people in our Facebook group said like, haha, like, what is that going to do? The damage is already done, which I, I kind of agree with. But <laughs> I don't know. Do you have anything more to say? It does seem kind of weird. Like all data, this data is extractable in uh, many right. different ways. <laughs> like I don't understand. <laughs> but uh, I'll link to the Wayne Perry article that talks about it. I'm assuming yeah. there's just more to come. I'm assuming this is like the very first thing. It's It says it's a temporary restraining order. I mean, it, so part of it's giving the, the phone back to Borgata. Part of it's that a couple of executives now at Ocean apparently can't contact any past, current, or prospective Borgata customers in a temporary injunction, which is interesting because like... I'm a Borgata customer. Right. Like I, I, maybe high rollers are like way more dedicated to a single casino. But like, does that mean if you're mostly an ocean customer and like you happen to go to Borgata once while these people work there, they yeah. can't contact you? Like that seems very weird. That that doesn't sound right. On the other hand, if, if ocean is the, the, the party who did the bad thing, then punitive, it's, it's somehow, you know, maybe defendable. But no, no, it doesn't seem like a reasonable thing to do. Interesting. So, the, yeah, yeah, I mean, it talks about how, you know, people are spending one and a half to four million dollars per visit or the executives were overseeing customers spending that much money. So that's a lot, man. That's that's more than I tend to bring to the casino. A little bit. Let's put it that way. So do you want to talk about Tropicana joining Caesars Rewards? So you can just go use your Caesars card there, right? Yeah. No, no, you cannot. I don't understand this thing at all. It's It's so confusing. I mean, I guess they want it to all be under Caesars Rewards. But you have to get a Caesars Rewards local card at Tropicana. 
Whatever that means. It sounds quite similar to the MGM card at Borgata. Except that Borgato was MGM's only property in Atlantic City. So if they had called it M-Life Local, it at least would have made sense. I'm assuming you can't use your Caesars Awards local card at Caesars, Harris, and Bally's. Well, you know, Bally's isn't going to be part of Caesars Awards anymore once it's the sale goes through. But uh, yes, your local card will be valid at Tropicana Atlantic City only. That is what it says. So I'm, I'm guessing you'll still earn into one pot, but it just seems so complicated. And like, I mean, obviously, I, I'm assuming this is a temporary thing, but it should be called like hyper local down to just the Tropicana. So you, you, I'm surprised you're not actually in casino marketing because that's really good. That's a that's an early 2000s, <laughs> mid 2000s journalism buzzword. So <laughs> back when I was working at a nonprofit journalism yeah, organization, when you were working at patch or something we funded <laughs> hyper local news media that was what we did patch, patch is hyper local a scalable hyper hyper local model of a scalable implies profit but anyways we're not talking about patch incredible we're talking about what you all came here for august data hey this is this is the interesting stuff man it is in and would you believe the biggest month over month winner is borgata because they were open for more than three days this month <laughs> yeah were they up like eight thousand percent yeah, 382%. That's not as much as I would have thought. No, it's actually a pretty terrible month for them, frankly. So, you know, talking about how much this ocean thing may or may not be hurting them. Like, they had a $40 million month compared to $71 million last year. They're almost the biggest year-over-year loser. Uh, they're down 43%, 44%. Only beat by Gold Nugget, which is down a horrific 55%. For the second nine- month in a row. million month. Just absolutely horrible. I mean, though, I would never go to Golden Nugget, so it can't be that surprising to me. Frankly, the surprising thing was that they were doing so well for so long. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm assuming that the online is just propping this up, so it's not, like, absolutely crushing them, but they're $4 million behind Resorts, who's the next lowest casino. Yeah, that's that's, bad. That's terrible when you're talking about those low numbers. Yeah, the second month in a row that that's the case, so I don't really know what's happening there. Borgata, I think, makes some more sense because they waited so much longer than everyone else to open. So I think there's going to be, like, more of a slow trickle in. I think if September you see a similar, like, 40-whatever percent down month for Borgata, that's going to look way worse than than the August data. So uh, that'll be interesting to watch. I mean, then we'll have more of an idea maybe if this ocean thing is really taking its toll. You know, Borgata first, Hard Rock second at 33 almost million dollars, Ocean third at 244 it would be interesting if that's the new one, two, three going forward, right? Borgata, Hard Rock, Ocean, uh, I think. I think it's going to be. I mean, there's probably going to be months where either Caesars or Harris can beat Ocean, but uh, I would expect that that's the normal one, two, three now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a crazy rise for Ocean, really. I mean, it, it's kind of like Hard Rock really getting to where we thought they'd be. I mean, we were idiots and said that they could beat Borgata in some months, and obviously that's never going to happen. Although it did, you know, the last couple months, so we were totally <laughs> hey, right. Hey, July 20, that's what we said. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> Uh, it nailed, just took, nailed it yeah put one in the in the wind column for us we knew everything that would happen except we were like off by a couple of years yeah but i mean yeah both really hard rock and ocean i think both it took them two years right to, to sort of get to this point and obviously there are all these crazy extenuating circumstances but if they're really locked in at second and third pretty consistently like that's pretty good for them hmm? I, just, I don't know what to say about nugget it's, it's just baffling we know that they're very successful online, so I I don't expect them to be going anywhere. But their their brick and mortar performance that's I, that's horrible. We have a bet for September data. 
not August data, September data, you have over $140 million brick and mortar revenue. I feel good. Yeah, because this, this month was down 30.5% from August 2019. $140 million would be down 375 from September 2019. So I feel like you're in pretty good shape. I'm glad that I listened to my brain and not my heart, because yeah. my heart is stupid, as, as always. Yeah, I'm, I think it's going to be well over, unless yeah, there's, think, you know, a hurricane or something. I think I'm in I'm in pretty good shape. I'm rooting for a hurricane so I can win $5. <laughs> that sounds like a reasonable thing to want. Yes. I would like millions would upon like, millions of ec- yes. dollars of economic damage and property what damage. What we really need is the pandemic to take a horrible turn and get much worse. <laughs> I've got $5. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's like when people <laughs> bet against their sports teams who are in, like, the finals of their sport. Right. And so they can be like, well, at least I won some money. Except, yeah, I, like, won, I won 10 bucks. It was worth it. Yeah. Except the stakes are, like, way yeah, lower for what I could get and, like, way, way higher, exponentially higher <laughs> in terms of what's going wrong. I, I don't actually feel that way in case there's any confusion. Yeah. So, I don't know. Nothing else is really terribly interesting here. Hey, uh, New I mean, Jersey sports betting record, man. It it's must be said, interesting. Trop is doing just awful, too, frankly. It's, it's so confusing to me, because they were doing so well under Carl Icahn, and then he sells. No, I don't know. I don't. I can't imagine that that's really the thing that's changed it, although who knows? Uh, he wasn't only the owner, he was also the biggest customer. Yes. yes. <laughs> Our, people were fiercely loyal to friend of the podcast, Carl Icahn. I think, Indeed. I think the thing that's changed is that friend of the podcast, Carl Icahn, is no longer involved. And people yeah. are like, well, I have friend of Do For, the, Do For A Win is not going to be there. I have no reason to spend my money there. Other than to just go grab some crab fries. And that does not show up on the data. It's only casino gambling revenue. It it must be said, like, surprisingly, the casino that has done the second best in the last two months, Bally's. Like, who who would have thought? And in terms of year over year. Yes, like, let's yeah, be percentage, clear. Dan. Yes. Uh, actually, they were third best this month. Yeah, second best last month. How is that possible? Weird. Like, it's weird because they're being sold right now, too, right? It's it's very strange. Yeah, and typically, you know... And typically, you fall off the mountain when you're being sold or shutting down or whatever. Yeah, like people, when they're, they feel like they're going to lose their loyalty stuff at that casino, like they just stop going. And so, yeah, it's, it's really surprising. I don't know. But, the Caesars flytrap is is definitely doing surprisingly well. But I mean, right now it is still Caesars Awards, so it, who knows what'll happen when it actually moves over to Twin River Holdings. If that, that is true. It must be said it's not like its own independent casino that's being sold um, because it is Caesars Rewards. So in theory, your play there still will count for something after this the sale goes through. So yeah, I guess it's just, a different situation. Just not at Bally's. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. So, do you want to talk about uh, sports betting, too? Why not? We don't have anything else to talk about, except for Boardwalk Empire, which is everybody's favorite. The month of August, in New Jersey specifically, the most amount of money bet on sports in a single state in a single month in history. $668 million, beating the previous record of 614 So it was not close. $614 million was uh, the previous record in Nevada in 2019. Sorry, it's Nevada. Um, this is not profit, by the way. It's just the amount wagered. Uh, so it's like, you know, my $10 on Patrick Bamford to lead Leeds United in scoring. That will count for September's data, even though it's not going to pay out, which it definitely will until <laughs> June or whatever. 
I'm glad I could bring it full circle back to Leeds United, which is really what I'm here to do. I'm sure that that he's going to be, you know, doing well enough that they'll just pay out in like a month or something and be like, well, this is obviously a winner. We don't even need to wait. <laughs> That's what PointsBet does all the time. They they have all kinds of promos where they're like, we'll just pay, pay this out if it gets to like a certain point. Like they paid out Lamar Jackson MVP bets two weeks with like two weeks left in the season last year or something like that. I like that. I think that's actually a really good promo for them. And, you know, if if something weird happens, then, you know, they just eat the loss and it's just promotional budget, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do a bunch of interesting stuff. Like, I actually have found, I don't know if other people pay way more attention to the sport, different sports betting, cross-checking between apps. Points bet used to always have, like, the best lines. And I, I think that that gap has closed a lot. And it seems like the lines are much closer to DraftKings. And DraftKings has more options, like, more futures options and crazy stuff. Whereas it seemed like before it was just, like, points bet was pretty clearly, at least out of the four or whatever that I have accounts with, five. The best option, it seems like that gap is no longer true. But I am not a big sports better, so do not base it on me, I will say. Don't be like, Greg says you got to bet at DraftKings, man. No, there are other people who, like, do this all the time. I'm making, like, one bet a month, so... So can I can I make a prediction, Craig? Sure. Is it about Patrick Bamford? No. So <laughs> I, I will say if if they set the record in August, I think they're going to smash it in September with football starting too, and playoffs in the NBA and NHL and baseball going on. This is probably going to be the best sports betting month maybe maybe ever in history. So do you think it's because people just have all this pent up excitement about sports and they want to bet on it? No, I think New Jersey is just. An incredible market for sports betting, probably better than Nevada has ever been. The most recorded in a single month in a single state. So, like, you're talking about Nevada, Delaware with, like, weird parlays. Yeah. Oregon and maybe, one like, Montana, maybe. I think we're the four that it was legal in before, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, New Jersey is really the population where... Yeah, I mean, like, it's obvious that the the biggest is going to be in New Jersey. I was going to make my crazy thoughts about, you know, people can't go to the game, so they're more likely to bet on the game no because like so the previous record was in uh, november of last year right and like that sounds like a reasonable month I-, I would actually maybe think december would be more except i guess there's like christmas presents that people might might cut <laughs> down on people's sports betting a little bit but yeah november with like nhl and nba and both football actually december probably wouldn't be as good because there's no college football really i mean there's a little bit at the beginning and at the end but but the middle there's not any so and the, I feel like the World Series is even stretching into November. Some sometimes I, I think uh, I think September October are both going to be be very very large months for for sports betting. Not only in New Jersey, but but all over the country because all the sports are going. Yeah, I mean college football in like some weird capacity, but yeah, for the most part, for for some reason hockey's going on right now. <laughs> Without the Caps. Yeah. Oh yeah. So are, are the Islanders losing? Are they going to lose? Oh, I don't know. It's, they're playing right now. I, I if know they they're, lose, they're playing. If they lose tonight, it's over. Anyways, yeah. nobody, nobody cares about that. <laughs> Least of all you. Anyway, if you want to reach out to us uh, or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our great content at do for a win.com and buy our shirts. Uh, reach out to Craig on Twitter, do for a win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig some questions. Do for a win at gmail.com. Any last words, Craig? No. no I nothing. got nothing. Boardwalk Empire, uh, just to keep this quick, as promised last time, in terms of plot, it was just helping to move forward the Commodore versus Nucky plot a little more. It seems like the beginning of the episode, they were really building up uh, how much Commodore was in the lead of that contest, I guess, and showing all of his advantages between him having the Coast Guard in his pockets and really controlling all the major players in Atlantic City. But it seems like towards the end of the episode, they're, they're beginning to show that maybe it's starting to shift with maybe maybe Jimmy second-guessing himself, maybe Eli to some some 
level, the Commodore is really seems like a quite unpleasant man. So <laughs> that that's kind of the main main thrust of everything. I mean, I guess the the Irish guy is going to get a little more involved on Nucky's side too. But I don't think there's too much we really have to talk about beyond that. Is there anything you want to say? That, that's the big thing. The big climactic scene: Nucky confronting the Commodore and and Jimmy and the Governor at Babette's and saying he's going to ruin them all for for going against them. I mean, obviously, the other big plot point was our favorite Nelson Van Alden. Turns out he's paying off Lucy to just hang out inside for nine months, and she seems to be getting restless. So who knows where that's going? Who knows what their plan or his plan, probably, because her plans don't matter. Uh, what his plan for the baby is, like, is he going to keep this baby and try to, like, bring it home to his wife and be like, found this baby? Like, I don't understand what he, what he, what his end game is there. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't fully understand either. I'm not sure. I suspect it's that. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. I do like that Nelson bought her a record player, though. Uh, yeah, he's showing a little bit of a, a soft heart I know. there. Well, it's because Doyle told him that that's what you have to do. That's true, yes. <laughs> Doyle, just very weird. He's a weird guy. Doyle selling out Nucky to Van Alden. There was also the Margaret seeming very down, hanging out with the help, and then she has one good night with Nucky, and she's like, fuck them, I'm better than you. <laughs> Don't call me by my first name, even though I just told you I could. Uh, so, I don't like to see that side of Margaret. All all your ladies at Boardwalk Empire just disappoint you. First was Jimmy's mom. She's so just moving ahead of Jimmy's mom, and then she had to be mean. It's, it's not what I want. I think that's it, unless you have anything else, Greg. I mean, just the one line guy with half a face says, How's Odette? Who was the, you know, yeah, woman, oh, yes. woman that Jimmy <laughs> hooked him up with at the, the cat house? Yeah. And Al says, She's a whore. That's how she is. I thought that was the the line of the episode. Very blunt. Good to see uh, Al, Al hanging out with Jimmy's wife too, speaking some Italian. The thing that that I was I meant really I thought was moving Margaret ahead of Jimmy's mom in my high esteem was Nucky saying I'll take you to Paris and her being like I am happy here and by here Atlantic she means City. Atlantic City. I don't want to go to Paris. I'm in Atlantic City and that is right. Anyways, I think that's. Yeah, we can wrap it up. Also, Nelson <laughs> Van Alden hates the theater. It hates it. Hates it. Because his aunt took him there and then got disowned from his family. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's Boardwalk Empire. All right. Yep. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you in a few weeks. If you're down in Laurel anytime. I'm just going to drive down. Not say hi to my parents because COVID. Yeah. Get Alito's pizza, eat the whole thing. Yeah. Grab the beer, stop at Horseshoe. Yep. Come back up. Because I wouldn't pass any other casinos on the way down there.